With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, Pyromaniacs. It is currently Thursday, August 31st. That's right, the last day of August. September is right around the corner. And what does that mean? That means the NFL Week 1 is also right around the corner. Exactly seven days until the Patriots and Chiefs kick off the season next Thursday night. And boy, are we excited. I hope you guys got to check out all of the previous episodes in the draft primer where we got you ready for your draft. If you still have drafts upcoming, I would definitely go back and check them out. And with that said, I would like to take this opportunity to bring up the fact that 12 of the 15 Week 4 preseason games are underway. And the reason why it is 15 games instead of 16 is because the game between the Dallas Cowboys and the Houston Texans has been canceled. And this is due to the impacts, the biblical form of flooding that Hurricane Harvey caused to the city of Houston. And I would be remiss if I did not take this opportunity to give our listeners a chance to give to the efforts of repairing the city of Houston. We have to give a shout out to the great things that J.J. Watt is doing. I saw today that they just went over $12 million that they'll be giving to the city, and that's just amazing. If you want to give to J.J. Watt's foundation, you can at youcaring.com. That's youcaring, Y-O-U-C-A-R-I-N-G.com backslash J.J. Watt. Or... Alternatively, you can donate $10 to the Red Cross simply by texting Harvey, H-A-R-V-E-Y, to the number 90999. So that's two options that you can go go out and donate. I've already donated to both of these because what happened in Houston, I mean, you just don't want to see that anywhere. Our thoughts and prayers go out to all of the people of Houston, all of the first responders who are bringing that city back to life and keeping everyone safe. But we still wish for the best because we know it's tough sledding out there. But with that said, we want to give those people of Houston an outlet from just the disaster that's going on there. And we're going to try to do our best by giving you this fantasy football outlet. And with that said, I believe you guys are going to remember this old piano riff as we lead into our episode number 13, where I'm gonna give you guys 32 bold predictions, one for each team. I hope you guys enjoy it. Making my way downtown, walking fast, faces path and I'm homebound. I need you 
I just want to let you all know that as a special little treat for us not having a Pyro Pulse podcast very often recently, I have uh, gone in and I've picked out some of the best YouTube clips, and the YouTube clips will be in between the divisions for the 32 bold takes. I hope you guys enjoy. Get ready for the show. All right. It's been a little while since we've done our last podcast. I believe it's been about eight days, which is uh, longer than you guys have come to expect from the Pyro Pulse podcast. So we have a bit of news to catch up on. Uh, first, I want to start off by pointing out a key date for this upcoming season, which is different than the previous seasons before. So on September 2nd, there will be a cut day where each team will have to cut 37 players, which is a lot. They're going from their 90-man rosters down to the required maximum of 53. So we're going to see a lot of cuts this weekend. But what's great about this is it allows our teams and your fantasy football players to sit out of preseason week four because the cut was previously before preseason week four. I believe they had a cut down to 75 then they would play week four, and then it would be a cut down to 53. Now all of those players who will not be making teams, who will not be fantasy relevant, are the ones out there potentially getting injured. So that's a little bit of good news. At this point, we've made it past all the real impactful injuries, but we do have some to discuss. Um, So as you already should know, Julian Edelman of the Patriots is out for this season with a complete ACL tear. We can get into how those targets, because Edelman had about 160 last year, how those targets will be dispersed. But I think we're honestly going to waste our time by doing that because in the Patriots, each week it will be incredibly different. It's going to be an incredibly, incredibly volatile offense week to week. For individual players. So we're going to look at it on a weekly basis based on matchups in the season, not before the season. Secondly, Spencer Ware also injured both his PCL and LCL. That is a rough injury. It's going to be tough for him to come back from that. We hope for the best for Spencer Ware in his rehabbing and surgery processes. That being said, Kareem Hunt skyrocketed up draft boards. He jumped from the the injury happened, I believe it was on the Thursday night. And one, or so, sorry, it may have been the Saturday night. So it happened on the Saturday night. And then the next day during drafts, Kareem Hunt was basically a third round pick. So you are no longer getting Kareem Hunt at value. I think he went from a sleeper, which you heard on the Pyro Heavy show that I did with D-Rex, where we went over sleepers, deep sleepers, and bus, among many other things. But I believe Spencer Ware, or sorry, Kareem Hunt, he went from a sleeper on that episode. Now I think with his third round draft value, 
I think he could be a bust. He's not a definite bust, but I think there is some potential for him to disappoint now. Third, we have to go to Chicago with their wide receiver Cam Meredith suffered just an awful-looking ACL injury. They say he has some some damage also to the uh, MCL, I believe they said. And so that is just another really tough injury that's very similar to the Teddy Bridgewater injury that we saw where his knee is just, he's basically going to have to start from scratch. Cameron Meredith was a young guy who we expected a lot from in Chicago, and we hope him the best as well in his rehab process. Now let's turn over to some, some better news because those, those injuries are tough. Matthew Stafford, the Lions quarterback, just became the richest man in NFL history. He signed a five-year, $135 million contract, which basically comes out to $27 million a year. And just breaking, DeAndre Hopkins down in Texas. Nuke Hopkins got a $50 million guaranteed deal. So that becomes the benchmark for wide receivers. That's the highest amount. A wide receiver has gotten in guaranteed money. I believe the Demarius Thomas, Des Bryant at around $46 million guaranteed were the highest before then. Let's move over to Cleveland now, and I'm going to try to speed this up so we can fly through these because we have about 15 more of these. Deshaun Kaiser will be the Cleveland Browns starting quarterback week one. Let's move to Indianapolis now. Andrew Luck still has not begun throwing. This is a big red flag for Andrew Luck. We have no timetable on his return. The fact that they have not hired a veteran quarterback yet says they don't believe he'll be out for a very long extended amount of time. We're looking at the ballpark we're looking at now is about a month for Andrew Luck. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, his suspension appellate process concluded today. We saw some murmurs out on Twitter that if we don't have a a response from Harold Henderson, the party who heard the appeal, if we don't have a response from him by, I believe they said, like, Sunday, September 2nd or September 3rd, that Ezekiel Elliott should be good to go for week one, I do not believe this. They still have the option of putting Ezekiel Elliott on the commissioner's list, where that is not gone. John Brown, or Josh Brown, sorry, Josh Brown, the Giants' old kicker, is currently on that list. And basically what that allows them to do is it allows them to suspend players with pay while they figure out the actual suspension. So they did this with Greg Hardy. I believe they will put Ezekiel Elliott on the commissioner's list rather than starting him week one or allowing him to play week one. Then... There are strong talks from guys like Adam Schefter that the suspension will be reduced. This is backed up by Harold Henderson. He was the party that heard the Greg Hardy appeal for the same domestic violence charge where he had 10 games initially and it was brought down to four games. So I think four games is really the benchmark that we're going to see Ezekiel Elliott and it could be as low as three games or lower. But four games is really where um, I have my head at for the Ezekiel suspension. Moving on, Cam Newton still dealing with that shoulder. He's barely thrown. He threw two passes in week three preseason game and he is still in question for getting the start week one in Carolina. Joe Flacco with the back injury in Baltimore. He resumed throwing today or yesterday. He appears to be on pace to start week one, but that's still in question. 
We're going down to we're going up to Cincinnati now. Vontae's perfect for that dirty hit that he put on. He got a five game suspension. His appeal was heard and that was reduced to a three game suspension. And I am disgusted by this. The fact that the NFL has guys suspended indefinitely for things like smoking weed, getting four game and six game suspensions for domestic violence, but this guy repeatedly goes out there and injures players with dirty hits. I believe the NFL has to do something to take care of this issue. I really like and support what the NHL does, where they basically, when a player does an illegal dirty hit, that injures another player, they basically are suspended for the same amount of time that that player is out for. I believe the NFL needs to make pro- make progress in adapting this policy because it has to stop this game. There are too many player safety concerns for them to allow this continue happening. Moving on, Vontae Davis, the Colts cornerback, has a groin injury. He's likely to miss at least a month, if not more. They do not believe he will be coming back anytime soon. Jarvis Landry has been in the news multiple times down in Miami. First off, I want to start with his domestic violence. His girlfriend or his ex-girlfriend, I'm unsure about their current situation. We don't even need to know that. But she kind of stomped the fire out right when those murmurs came out. But the NFL is going to investigate. We believe this will come. They'll come up with nothing. But I do think there's some traction with what they decide on the Ezekiel Elliott case because that'll kind of set a precedent for how they enact on domestic violence issues when there is nothing in court backing this up. Moving forward, he did also suspect trade rumors. The Dolphins were allegedly taking trade calls for Jarvis Landry. They shot this down. They implied to him that there were no talks of trading him. He will be in Miami. Joe Hayden of the Cleveland Browns, we can say now formerly of the Cleveland Browns, he was cut within about six minutes. He was picked up by their rival in Pittsburgh. So Joe Hayden will be a Pittsburgh Steeler this season. Good news for the Steelers who are win now. Good news for the Browns who wanted to get his big contract off their books. Last year, he was about the 88th best cornerback as rated by PFF. I apologize for these updates that are coming in, but let's just move forward. Um, Vance McDonald, the former San Francisco 49ers tight end, was traded to the Pittsburgh Steelers, so they're really ramping up their win-now mentality. They sent a fourth-round pickup to San Francisco for him. Tyrod Taylor incurred a concussion. He's still in the concussion protocol, and he is in question for week one among these other quarterbacks in question for week one. If he is not active week one, Peterman, their rookie, will likely get the start. Back down to Houston. More bad news in Houston. Another another collarbone fracture to their wide receiver core. This time it's Wendell Williams who fractured his collarbone. He'll be out for a pretty extended amount of time with a collarbone. Let's go back to Cincinnati. Jeremy Hill left preseason week three with an ankle injury and bad news coming out of Cincinnati today in their preseason week four game. John Ross left the game with a knee injury. The severity is still in question, but we will give you the update when we get it. TJ Ward in Denver, their starting safety There are news out there 
that the Denver Broncos are going to part ways with with TJ Ward as part of this big cut day. So we expect to see that in the next couple of days. Lakin Tomlinson, the Lions, 2015 first round pick, their offensive guard was on the roster bubble. And then he was traded to San Francisco. So they are trying to revamp their roster. They added Lake and Tomlinson as an offensive guard. And finally, let's end these, these notes. Finally, Josh McCown was named the Jets starting quarterback for week one. He was then started preseason week three. Injured in preseason week three. He was then... Brought back into the game week three, so nobody has any idea what the Jets are doing. Twitter kind of blew up with that, and many, many fans were shaking their heads. <sighs> Finally, we have gotten through the news and notes from around the league. So let's take this opportunity. Why don't you go ahead and listen to this word from our sponsors, and then we will begin our show with 32 bold predictions, one for each team. So Take a listen, let's get these bills paid, and then let's start the show. Alright, thank you everyone for that, and I just also want to take this opportunity to do a quick pyro promo. There are already three versions of the draft kit out, and we are working very hard to get the next version of the draft kit, version 4, out to you guys tomorrow. So you do still have a chance, if you haven't already, to buy a draft kit. If you do have a draft upcoming this weekend, it is an awesome tool. Uh, I don't have the authority to do this, but I know D-Rex will. If you buy a draft kit, shoot me an email at the, at the heartbeat at pyromaniac.com, so H-A-R-T-B-E-A-T at pyromaniac, P-Y-R-O-M-A-N-I-A-C.com. That's my email. Or shoot me a note on Twitter. That's pyro heartbeat. So that's pyro underscore heartbeat, P-Y-R-O underscore H-A-R-T-B-E-A-T. And I'm sure we'll be able to get you a discount on the full $20. You won't pay the full $20. It'll be at least $15. bucks. i will tell D-Rex that I, I said this and he'll push through, push you back with a, uh, a little discount. And this is for version 4 of the draft kit that will be released tomorrow. If you already bought it, we will get it to you hopefully tomorrow, definitely this weekend. We're still shooting for tomorrow. With that said... Let's get into our bold predictions. I put it out on Twitter this morning. This is not one of the 32 bold predictions that I have for each team. My bold prediction, overarching, is that the 2018 NFL preseason will only have three games. Mark it down. Three-week preseason next year. It's going to happen. And now let's get started. And actually, before we get started, I want to point out something that I will be doing different because I've seen out there tons of people doing this, 32 bold predictions, one for each team. But to be honest, the ones out there are not that bold. Let's look at some of these. Uh, Matthew Berry believes that Cam Newton finishes outside the top 15. Yeah, Cam Newton's injured. Um, Kendall Wright will be, uh, what, a top 10 in receptions? Yeah, that's because Kerman Meredith just got injured. Like, it goes on and on. These are somewhat ridiculous. 
Um, Marcus Mariota will finish as a top four quarterback. Yeah, he's already my number three, Matthew Berry. So Matthew Berry fucking sucks. Get with it. <sighs> okay. Now that that's off my chest, I want to give everyone some uh, quick advice. I have had very good output in fantasy football production when I literally listen to what Matthew Berry says and do the opposite. I've applied the same to Matt Harmon. It seems to be a trend. Any of these big name guys, they're not really good at what they do. They already sold out. Here at Pyro, I can promise you that we haven't sold out because um, if you saw our paychecks, you might laugh. But we do it because we love fantasy football. We enjoy doing this. We're doing it anyways. That's what I said when I joined. I'm doing all of this anyways. And I want to be able to provide you guys with some value that I see. (laughs) Charlie. Charlie bit me. Now that that's off my chest, let's start with our 32 bold predictions. We're going to start in the AFC East. So we're going to start up in Buffalo. My bold prediction for Buffalo is that the Bills will have more unique starting quarterbacks this season than the Cleveland Browns. I know that this seems not as bold because the, uh, the news that Tyrod Taylor has a concussion and is not certain for week one If Tyrod Taylor doesn't play week one, I don't think he starts a game. I think they will just completely move on and get the young rookie ready. That's not part of my bold prediction. Just more unique starting quarterbacks than the Cleveland Browns. Let's go down to Miami. I'm saying, despite the trade rumors and the heavy dosages of Devontae Parker hype and the speculation on Jay Cutler, Jarvis Landry will have a career year with over 100 catches, 1,000 yards, and 8-plus touchdowns, something he has never done. Mark it down. Go back up to New England with the Patriots. Malcolm Mitchell, not Brandon Cooks or Chris Hogan, will lead the Patriots in wide receiver snap share in 2017. Malcolm Mitchell. And now let's go over to New York with the Jets. And for the Jets, despite being projected wins in the last tier of the NFL with only 4.5 projected wins based on Vegas implied totals, the Jets will cover their spread in at least eight games this season. Jets covering in eight games. Now let's take a trip down to the AFC South, where we're going to start off in Jacksonville. And my bold prediction for Jacksonville is this is the year. The Jaguars will boast a top five scoring defense in the league with their heavy run emphasis on offense. And not just will they be in the top five in scoring, so they will have one of the five lowest average scores per game for their defense. Jalen Ramsey will pick off four different AFC South quarterbacks 
with teams having to go away from A.J. Boye. So Jalen Ramsey playing against three different AFC South teams will pick off four different quarterbacks. Two bold takes in Jacksonville. Now let's go down to Houston. And coming off the destructive flooding of the Hurricane Harvey, the Texans will bring a Super Bowl to Houston. Deshaun Watson will join the likes of a Montana and a Namath as the only quarterbacks to win both an NCAA title and a Super Bowl. And Watson will do it in consecutive years, making him the only player in the history of football to do so. I I had an old, bold prediction that I crossed out when I learned more about the disaster that's going on down in Houston, which we spoke about in the beginning of this podcast. I did say DeAndre Hopkins will fail. DeAndre Hopkins will fail to score a touchdown this season. And everyone who said it can't get any worse when they're talking about the departure of Brian Hoyer will eat their words. I I scratched that one, but I still want to I want to let you guys know that that's what I was thinking before learning about the disaster down in Houston and just the the rambunctious impacts that it had on the people down there. Let's move up to Indianapolis now. The Colts will never recover from getting roasted by the dictionary Twitter account of Merriam-Webster. After a very slow start without Andrew Luck, the Colts will find themselves finishing the season with the fewest rushing yards in the NFL. This isn't super bold because they were, I believe, 23rd last year with a 34-year-old starting running back. But if you haven't seen it, go check out Merriam-Webster's Twitter where they just completely destroy the Colts on the their use of the slogan word, forged. It's hilarious. And finally, Tennessee. Marcus Mariota will enter the running for the 2017 MVP, and he will break Sam Bradford's accuracy record from last year, making it one of the quickest season-long records to ever go down. And that does it for the AFC South. Let's take another quick moment before moving on to listen to another one of our sponsors. What is that mysterious ticking noise? Not over here, not over there. Mm -hmm. Kind of catchy. Snipe, snipe, Savarus snipe, 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 Savarus snipe, Dumbledore, snipe, Savarus snipe, Dumbledore, snipe. Savarus Snipe. Dumbledore. Snipe. Snipe. Savarus Snipe. 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 Savarus Snipe. Snipe. Savarus Snipe. Snipe. 
Hermione. Severus Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. All right, thank you everybody and uh, welcome back. I, I want to give you guys a, uh, a quick update, something that I just saw. I have it on mute in the background, but the Ohio State versus Indiana game is currently on ESPN. And surprisingly, Indiana has scored two touchdowns and is now up 13, going on 14 with the extra point to Ohio State 6. If they, were, if they are able to pull off this upset, that would be a shocker. I know, I just realized that you guys won't be able to hear this until after the game concludes, but still a shocker, and we are very, very excited to have college football back. I know a lot of people play in Dynasty and Devi League, so a lot of people will actually be watching these college football games. Great way to get your take on some of these incoming rookies. Now let's get back to the 32 bold takes. We have 8 down and 24 to go. We're going to go up to the AFC North, and we're going to start in Cleveland. This one kind of plays off the Bills' bold prediction of more unique starting quarterbacks than the Browns. For the Browns, I said they will have only one starting quarterback for 16 games. This will be the first time this happens since 2001. Deshaun Kaiser will take full advantage of the opportunity and he will turn in a top 15 fantasy season at quarterback. So, Deshaun Kaiser, 16-game starter, top 15 in fantasy. He will basically jump into that Tyrod Taylor spot. In Pittsburgh, I say Ben Roethlisberger will flip the switch this season. His home road splits will favor his stats in road games. Heinz Field will be waving their terrible towels for a top 10 defense yet again this year. And Ben Roethlisberger will not be needed to do as much on the offensive side of the ball. He will have better stats in his road games, despite his career averages. In Baltimore, this one's a little interesting. Justin Tucker, their kicker, will shatter kicking records this season. And namely, I'm calling my shot, he will almost double the record that he tied last season for 50-plus yard field goals. He had 10 last season. That tied the record. I have him coming in at least with 19 this season. And finally, in Cincinnati, the Bengals will fail to produce a winning season, making this the first time this happens in Cincinnati in the last nine years. This will cause the Bengals to just have their last straw with Marvin Lewis as their head coach, who will then join Hugh Jackson in Cleveland in 2018. 
Now let's move over to the AFC West. I had trouble getting that one out with a straight face. We're going to start in Oakland. And for Oakland, the Raiders attempt to keep their fan base in Oakland before moving to Vegas by bringing in Marshawn Lynch will fail horribly. Oakland will finish in the bottom of the division with no more than six wins, practically flip-flopping with the San Diego Chargers, and they will not have much of a fan base in Oakland. I'm sorry, Oakland fans. I just don't think the Marshawn Lynch experiment will work out. Now let's go to the Mile High City, which I actually visited over this summer. It is a great place. I love Denver, and that's not just for the weed. But for the Denver Broncos, the Broncos' core quarterback play will lead them to dropping their former first-round pick, Paxton Lynch, and they will bring in Colin Kaepernick. Unlike Tim Tebow, though, Cap will fail to bring Denver a playoff victory. So, Denver drops Paxton Lynch, adds Colin Kaepernick, but they do not get a playoff victory in Los Angeles. The Chargers will be this year's team that goes from last place to first place. I know this is not the bold prediction because this is something that Mike Clay at ESPN, friend of the podcast, has been saying all offseason. However, they will manage to do so with the second best winning percentage in the StubHub Center to the LA Galaxy, the Major League Soccer franchise. So, first place, but not a better record than the Galaxy. And finally, let's go to Kansas City. The Chiefs will move Alex Smith for a second-round pick, which they will then use to move up in the draft in order to select the standout from Penn State, Saquon Barkley, who will immediately supplant the PFF darling of this offseason, Kareem Hunt, who I stated was one of my busts this season now, or is working his way there. Charlie! Hey, Charlie, wake up! Yeah, Charlie, you silly sleepyhead, wake up! Uh, oh, God, you guys. This had better be pretty freaking important. Is the meadow on fire? No, Charlie. We found a map to Candy Mountain. Candy Mountain, Charlie. Yeah, Charlie. We're going to Candy Mountain. Come with us, Charlie. Yeah, Charlie. It'll be an adventure. We're going on an adventure, Charlie. Yeah, Candy Mountain, right. I'm just gonna, you know, go back to sleep now. No! Charlie, you have to come with us to Candy Mountain. Yeah, Charlie, Candy Mountain. It's a land of sweets and joy and joyness. Please stop bouncing on me. Candy Mountain, Charlie. Yeah, Candy Mountain. Oh, I'm fine. I'll go with you to Candy Mountain. La, 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 Now let's go to the NFC. We got through our first... 16 teams. We're now moving to the NFC East for our final 16 bold predictions. We're going to start in New York with the Giants. Odell Beckham Jr. will back up his statement from this offseason 
that he wants to be the highest paid player in the NFL. He will do this by rewriting the record books with over 2,000 receiving yards in only 15 games. Let's go down to Dallas, Texas. The Cowboys will go 1-5 without their star running back, Ezekiel Elliott. This has a six-game suspension built in. I will update this if it is reduced, but we're going to assume the six-game suspension. However, Jalen Smith will be a lone bright spot in that defense, and he will lead the league in total tackles. That's for you IDP players out there. Jalen Smith leading the league in total tackles in a down season for the Dallas Cowboys. Now let's go over to Philadelphia. The Eagles this season will fail to win seven games, and we will have to start wondering if there is a curse on the city that hosts the draft. Eagles, less than seven wins. NFL draft curse. And which has been true since 2012. In the last couple of years in New York, I'm just pointing that out, that we do have a couple of years running. If they fail to get seven wins, there might just be a draft curse. And now let's go over to D.C., the nation's capital. In Washington, Kirk Cousins will be traded for spare parts with the team sitting at 2-5, and five, heading into the trade deadline. Kirk Cousins... Out of there in Washington. That's the bold prediction in the NFC East. Now let's move down to the NFC South. The division that has produced the last two MVPs and the last two losers in the Super Bowl. So this is innately a juicy division for bold predictions. In New Orleans, the Saints will finally see a semblance of a competent defense. They will be in the top five in the NFL as a rushing defense, which will allow them to produce their first winning season since 2013. And MVP honors will stay in the NFC South. This time, it'll be reigned by Drew Brees. And we will finally get to see Drew Brees in the playoffs again. Let's move down to Tampa Bay, the team that has been featured this year on HBO's Hard Knocks. So we've all gotten a good amount of laughs coming out of Tampa Bay this season. Let's get ready for some more with this bold prediction. Through the first six weeks of the season, Jameis Winston will be on pace to break the record that is currently held by George Blanda of 42 interceptions in a season. After being benched for one game for the Beard, Winston will turn the season around and he will be a top five fantasy quarterback thereafter. So, a ton of interceptions, pacing out for 42 over the season. Then, week seven or their game seven, if that is when their bye is, I'm unaware right now, he will be benched. Ryan Fitzpatrick will start. Jameis Winston will come back motivated, and he will finish the season as a top five fantasy quarterback. The Falcons in Atlanta, so we're moving to their new stadium. The Falcons will bounce back from their Super Bowl hangover by scoring over 500 points. 
They will join only the Patriots and the greatest show on turf as teams who accomplished such a feat of scoring over 500 points in consecutive seasons. Carolina, we're moving down to the Panthers now. Cam Newton's completion percentage will skyrocket this year to 65%. I believe his high is sitting right at 60. So five percentage points, I, I see that as a skyrocket when dealing with completion percentage. It will skyrocket to 65%, which will cause him to surpass 4,500 passing yards for the first time in his career. However, he will fail to rush for over 300 yards on the ground and three touchdowns, which will both be career lows. That'll do it for our NFC South as we move to the NFC North, and we're going to start in Green Bay. How did it go? I didn't feel anything. Yeah. Kind of felt good, didn't it? Uh, is this real life? Yeah, this is real life. Okay, now. Okay, now I. I have two fingers. Good. Now four fingers. Four fingers. Nah, uh, uh, uh. don't put that in. Don't put it in your mouth. Okay. You feel good? I can't see anything. Yes, you can. Stay in your seat. I don't feel tired. You don't? In Green Bay, Randall Cobb, not Devontae Adams, will push Jordy Nelson as the most productive wide receiver in that offense. Although he will ultimately fall just short, it'll come down to the final fantasy game in Green Bay. Randall Cobb stock skyrocketing, almost matching Jordy Nelson's production. Devontae Adams will get pushed over to the side this year with Martellus Bennett as one of their threats in the red zone. We're going to stay up in the north with Minnesota. And this bold prediction for the Minnesota Vikings is that the Vikings will be led to one playoff victory this season. That is not bold enough. Let's make it bolder. The Vikings will be led to this playoff victory by Teddy Bridgewater. He will come back. He'll make it back onto the field. And he will lead the Vikings to a playoff victory this season. I'd say that's bold enough, wouldn't you? Moving forward, we're going to Detroit. And despite the off-season hype trains taking off for Kenny Galladay and Eric Ebron, Marvin Jones and Golden Tate will command the pass-catching responsibilities. And both of them, both of them, Golden Tate and Marvin Jones, will turn in top 20 wide receiver fantasy seasons in PPR leagues. And let's finally end up in Chicago. Mitchell Trubisky. Is that how you say it? Trubisky? Mitchell Trubisky will get the nod early in the season. 
but his lack of experience will show as he will fail to win a game as the Chicago Bears' starting quarterback. I know all of my, uh, my pyro buddies are from Chicago, so I know that's not great news for you guys to hear, so I'm sorry, but bold prediction for Chicago. Mitchell Trubisky, zero wins as a starting quarterback in his rookie year. And that finally brings us to the NFC West. In the NFC West, we're going to start with the Arizona Cardinals. And in Arizona, there has only been one season since 2004 when Larry Fitzgerald was drafted that he has not led the Cardinals in catches for that season. There was one year in there where Anquan Bolden snuck in ahead of him. This year, 2017, will be the second time that happens as Larry Fitzgerald is not out-caught by a wide receiver, but David Johnson, their stud running back, leads the Arizona Cardinals in receptions, not Larry Fitzgerald. In Los Angeles, we're going to the Rams now. And in Los Angeles, under the offensively-minded Sean McVay, the Rams' defense will suffer. They will end up losing more games in the Coliseum than their hosts, the USC Trojans, will win there. And the Rams fans, they will start taping the last name Darnold over their current number 16 Jared Goff jerseys, hoping to get him in the upcoming draft. Let's go down to, or let's go up to Seattle, rather. Despite the lack of a competent offensive line in Seattle, Eddie Lacy will rush for more yards and more touchdowns in 2017 than Marshawn Lynch, his predecessor as that Seattle running back stud, does in Oakland. This is built into the Oakland risk of the Marshawn Lynch experiment not playing out, but compounded by Eddie Lacy in a running back by committee, how we see it this offseason, rushing for more yards and more touchdowns than Marshawn. And this is the 32nd and final bold take from the heartbeat of Pyromaniac for the upcoming 2017 fantasy football season. I know this list covered many various things, not just fantasy football. There are little gambling odds in there. We covered football, we covered fantasy, but this will be the final bold prediction that I have for the 2017 season. And we go to San Francisco. The 49ers will rally behind their new coach, Shanahan, and their new GM, Lynch, to surpass their Vegas implied win totals of 4.5. And they will do so without defeating a team that they beat last year. The only team that they beat last year in their two victories was the Rams. They will surpass five or more wins without beating the L.A. Rams, who I already said will lose more games in the Coliseum, in their, their home games, than the USC Trojans win. So that will do it for my bold predictions of 2017. I had a lot of fun making these. It was a nice break from all the, the draft primers and all of the preparation work that we had. It was a lot of fun. 
I will put this up on the Pyromaniac site so you can see it. You don't have to record any of these. So you can go back at Seasons End and hit me up on Twitter. That's Pyro Heartbeats, H-A-R-T-B-E-A-T, and tell me I am a fool. That said, we do have some exciting things upcoming at Pyromaniac that I will get into. First off, thank you to everybody listening. I really appreciate everyone in the fantasy community, all of our listeners, for this new Pyro Pulse podcast. It's been amazing being able to work with you and deal with some of you on Twitter and all of our interactions. You guys are great. I hope to have a successful fantasy season. I know between the Pyro Pulse podcast, me, and our good friends over at Pyromaniac at the Pyro Heavy Show, we will kill it this year. Here's my final bold prediction. We will bring in more fantasy championships at Pyromaniac than ever before. That, that's a pretty good one, right? I hope you like that. Um, so coming up, we still have one segment left on the draft primer. I am holding off until the end of this weekend because it is more of a reactive episode. It will be analyzing your draft and preparing for week one. That will be the final episode of the draft primer. We also will have some very, very fun shows coming up leading up to week one. During week one, the structure of this show will dramatically change as we settle into a routine for the season. There will definitely be one Pyro Pulse podcast per week, and we're hoping to get two of them in there. We're still waiting to see what the bandwidth from our content pipeline will be. Once we have more clarity on that, I'll be able to commit to either one or two shows, but with there being one shows, we will definitely have bonus episodes for all you Pyromaniac fans out there. They will just come at an inconsistent basis. There will be a lot of them where it's me, just me, me and D-Rex, me and some of the other guys at Pyromaniac. And you will get to hear on the Pyropost podcast from some of our other great guys at Pyromaniac. We have PK Ripper to come on for a fantasy feasting show. Not the fantasy feast with Evan Silva and Ross Tucker, but we'll be talking about auction values and how we view them. But since it'll be after drafts, it'll be more of a who do you like in these offenses? Do you like the main target, like a Mike Evans, or are you taking value with a Deshaun Jackson type? And it'll be based around food, so we already have a very exciting episode there coming up with Deshaun Jackson. As for me, I'm the heartbeat. This was episode 13 of the Pyro Pulse podcast. Good luck, everyone out there who has a draft this upcoming weekend. I know you're going to kill it and get ready. The season's about to begin. We're going to give you weekly ads. We're going to give you some DFS advice. And we're going to get ready to make some fucking money this season. Let's get it. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.